Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, stand with Shesty. Follow the bread man and know how to spell Capo Caco. Then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right. But you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, welcome to Go Rangers Radio. Broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in New York, baby. Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert, and everybody, please say hello to your friend and mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore, KD, sending reinforcements. Oh, man. Oh, dude. I'm not in a good mood. Anytime you lose to the Flyers, I'm not going to be in a good mood getting going into the show. The filthy Flyers. Oh. Uh. I gotta, I gotta watch AV behind the bench chomping on his gum. Kevin Hayes with a stupid look on his face that he always has. Looks like he's stoned on the ice. Like, do you even want to do Oik. this, pal? Should we just wait till next week? End it. End <laughs> it. Actually, we got too much to talk about. Oh, and, oh, that's right. Of, oh, that's right. Which, none of which actually involves on ice action. That's right. Forget about the <laughs> game tonight. I know. I, actually, I thought the game, to be honest, was actually a very entertaining game. A lot of up and down, back and forth, a ton of scoring chances. So it was actually a fun game to watch. But at the same time, very frustrating as well. So it was sort of like a Jekyll and Hyde type game. And I, I felt like it was like that for, for a number of players, too. It wasn't just like as a team. As a team, again, they're putting up these just fantastic scoring chances. But then on the other end, on defense, I mean, there's literally three flyers just absolutely naked on the backside, like every time they come down the ice. Or there's a, a giveaway that leads to a breakaway. Um, and then, like I said, individually, Chesterkin, like, literally kept the Rangers in the game. But at the same time, he probably gave up a goals. Ryan Strom, guy was dealing tonight, just passes, just outstanding. But then he was overpassing in certain times when he should have been shooting. Blackwell, shanking, just layup goals. But for the most part, he was really tremendous throughout the game. He was driving play, you know, whenever he had the puck on his stick, things were happening. So it was a weird game in that there were a lot of good things they were doing but a lot of real bad things as well. And I guess that's what you sort of have to expect when you're missing, you know, I would say five of your top 10 players on your team, you know, there's going to be a bunch of inconsistencies. And, and at, at the end of the day, the most frustrating part was the Rangers probably could have won this game. Um, if again, you know, the defense was like a little bit better and that, and that they could bury some of their shots. And that that was really, you know, uh, what led up to the results of the game, unfortunately. So an, an honest outcome, considering, you know, where they're at, who they're missing. 
and, you know, some of the uh, problems that they've been having, you know, prior to the, the two wins in a row here leading into this game. You know, outshot again, 39-27. Um, two for five on the power play. It's not bad. Kreider gets a hat trick. I mean, that's a cool thing, right? Um, they got crushed in the faceoff circle. And they gave up two shorty, uh, two sh- uh, two power play goals, obviously, to the Flyers, not two short goals. But, um, yeah, well, that goes to the whole Jekyll and Hyde game. Again, power play looked great. PK was bad. Kreider was fantastic. You know, and a guy like Buchnevich didn't really step up. And, and and you know who had a bad game tonight? And you know I'm his biggest I'm his biggest fan. I'm the biggest cheerleader out there is Quinn. You know, and, and look, the lineup out there isn't his fault. And you're not gonna win a lot of games with, you know, Brzezinski, you know, in your lineup. I don't even know who that guy is. I think they found him <laughs> on the street before the game and brought him up. I mean, do we not have anybody else? <laughs> To bring up, where's Barron? Like, why is he not up? We got to deal with Brzezinski. But anyway, you know, I didn't think Quinn had a great game. Uh, There were two too many men on the ice penalties. That's always on the coach. That's always a bench penalty. Um, So you you blame him for that. At the end of the game, the last minute 30, down one, you pull your goalie, and Brendan Lemieux is on the ice the entire minute 30. That you know, someone pointed out to me after the game that there was five forwards on the ice before that, so who is he going to put out? But you know, I don't know. You could put Rooney out, could have put Di Giuseppe out, Gautier out. There was plenty of people other than, and I'm a Lemieux fan too. But you know, he's not a guy you want out there in a in a final minute and a half, down one, and and he had a he had a bad giveaway also as they were pressing in the final minute, so. You know, I didn't think Quinn had a strong game. First period, Lafreniere only had, he had like less than four minutes of ice time. And I know there was a lot of special teams and he doesn't get a lot of special team play, but you got to find a way to get that guy more ice time, especially when you, when you don't have Kako, you don't have Panarin, you don't have Heedle. You know, if you're not getting him in on the special teams, find a way to double shift the guy. Get him in there on a shift with the fourth line for Brzezinski. You know, I, I could live with that guy missing a shift or two. So I, I don't think Quinn had the greatest game tonight either. I'm 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 just sitting here in shock listening to you <laughs> berate the all knowing and all wonderful coach Quinn. Um well look, you know, you just stick with Laffy there for a second. I, I don't understand it. I don't I don't get it. I don't know. I don't I don't have the answers anymore. I don't know why he's not getting played. I, I is there a fear of playing him? I I mean, no. I don't think I don't think he was playing particularly well either. I I don't know if that's the reason why or not. I mean, he's not again, he's not like he's out there dominating these shifts and and carrying play Did we get, a, did we get an 18th round pick and not a first round pick? <laughs> you know, so I I don't want to sit there and 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 be like, oh, he's just amazing on the ice. And now why is Quinn not playing? I'm like, like he's he hasn't been great. But, again, when you're missing those three guys at the forward position, three of your top six guys who you assume would be one of some of your top six guys, I think you just have to ride Lafreniere, good, bad, or indifferent, and and see what you get. He ended up the night with less than 15 minutes. I'm sorry. When those three guys are out, he has to be closer 
you know, 17, 18 minutes. You know, you have to find a way. Again, if he's not going to be on the top power play unit and he's not going to be on the PK, you have to find other ways to get this guy some ice time, especially with those three out. If those three guys were in the lineup, I get it. Like, if he's at that 13-minute, 14-minute spot, it makes sense to me because you have better players in the lineup that you're going to play ahead of him, and I get it. But when those guys are out of the lineup, I'm sorry. He has to get more ice time. There's no excuse for it. I 100%. I think there's about 3 million range of fans who agree with you. You know, I don't, I don't, I've called for that in, in other shows as far as other games. Is Why is he not getting the ice time, okay? And you could say, okay, like what you said before, maybe certain guys are in the lineup, you can't get it. But those guys aren't, why isn't he playing him? I, I, you know, I mean, is there something that's standing out? I mean, outside of he's not playing. I mean, has this kid been able to get into a rhythm? He's a first-round yeah. draft pick. I mean, is is Rooney at, at almost 18 minutes tonight? Is, was he a first-round draft pick? I mean, we all love Rooney's the way he's playing out there and everything, but Laffy's the guy that you, you, you drafted first because he's going to hopefully help you score. You didn't get Laffy to ride the bench and learn the game. And the best way to learn the game is to get the hell out there. Ooh, I almost cursed, man. Oh, it's so hard sometimes. <laughs> and, and I know that, and I know Quinn, you know, he's on the second power play, but, and, and he's got Blackwell on the top power play. And I know he's trying to, you know, mix it up a little bit. And, and Blackwell's been fantastic. Don't get me wrong. He's been good. And again, he sort of, he Absolutely. shanked a wide open shanked a wide open shot in, in front of the ice and he's making things happen. So, and I can see why you want to put him on the top. Jazz has been play. doing that all year. So, <laughs> I mean, but you, you still have, you know, five righties now on the top power play. You bring in Lafreniere and you mix it up a little bit. You put him on the other boards and you feed him for some of those one timers. And like you said, get him going, get him some confidence. I just, you know, I, I was watching him a lot tonight and he just you know it, it, he's just it doesn't look like he's playing with a lot of confidence and and I think that comes because of the lack of playing time if you have him on that top power play you're getting him some extra minutes and you're feeding him the way they feed Panarin on the boards and tonight they were doing Zabinijad you know I I think you you help build the kid's confidence so I'd like to see him move up and maybe Blackwell is better suited but again we're this is a rebuild this isn't about winning tonight you know a lot of the moves and you mentioned Rooney you know Rooney's out there a lot again there was a lot of special teams play so he was out there a lot on the BK and and Quinn is using him a lot to take face-offs but those are like we need to win moves this is still a rebuild and and you don't want to lose a lot but you have to find ways to get Lafreniere the ice time not find ways to get Rooney face-offs. <laughs> and again, he's doing a great job and, and find a way to get Blackwell on the first power play. And again, he's been great too. But Lafreniere is the future of this franchise. Let's get this guy some more minutes, especially when you're shorthanded. Uh, again, and I'm the biggest Quinn supporter, apologist on the planet. But he's wrong here. He's he's making a, a huge mistake not getting him at least his first game with these guys out more minutes. I personally think we're missing out on this kid. 
You know, this kid comes in with an incredible pedigree. I mean, he's he's a leader. He's he's the guy on those junior teams and and the the world junior teams. He he played all you know he played in all the key you know key um positions of the game, logged a lot of ice time. He's a tough guy. He's a tough kid. He's been banged up. He's come back from injuries. You know, he's a smart kid. I don't I don't understand. It's in today's NHL with more guys coming off the draft and and right into you know lineups. I mean, you can see it on other teams. You know, Anaheim's plugging in a young kid here. and you know, Like, all, all these other teams in the league here are going through their, the same kinds of issues. You're going to tell me the makeup in Buffalo or the makeup in, 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 you know, Ottawa, Vancouver, you know, teams that are struggling, you know, Detroit, you know, but their kids are getting, or let's say their fans are getting an opportunity to, to see their, their these guys play. I know I brought up the Blackhawks last week, and, yeah, you talked about Kaner having a, a super season and everything like that, but... You know, Colladin's putting all his young guys in there. They're playing in key positions, and they're without Seabrook, and they're without Taze. Same way the Rangers are out, you know, with their big guys here tonight, Panarin, you know, and Cam back there and everything else. I just, I don't, you know, look, there's a lot going on with this team. It's been a very, very weird year. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, last episode I said, you know, I, I'll still stand by it. I, I think Quinn's got six games. He comes out of the gate. He's 2-0. and you know, they, they lose by a point tonight. It's kind of tough. You know, they they don't have their regular team. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat them up totally for tonight's loss. You know, you know, considering all the other stuff that's going on and considering the lineup that he he went in with. You know, so if they have everybody in the lineup tonight and they get outplayed and everything else, the story maybe you know I'm 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 pulling my hair out a little more. So, um, but but as far as these. Certain, you know, especially with Lafreniere here, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand, and that's the thing. You know, you you can lay this out for everybody in front, and I don't even know the the guys asking him this after the game, the post game. Is he getting those hard kind of questions? Because it's it's mind boggling. You know. Yeah, and I, I again, the loss itself is. Yeah, I mean, I don't. You can't blame Quinn for. You know, Hayek's just ridiculous tur- turnover or Jack Johnson's turnover, those kind of things. When you have, when those guys are going to be in your lineup and, and you're banking on the Batettos and Johnsons and Smiths, although Smith had a tremendous game tonight. He had a very good game tonight. One of the best games I've ever seen him play. Um, he was real good. Um, but, you know, when that's sh- four of your six defensemen, are Hayek, Smith, Johnson, and Potato, I mean, there's going to be defensive breakdowns. And and that can't be on Quinn. I mean, that's that's the roster he's been giving. Fine, given. I agree now, with you. Yeah. you know, that's, that's where you can't get too crazy. But I think the Lafreniere, to me, not getting the ice time, that's, that's the major thing. And I can complain that Lemieux was on the ice there at the end of the game. That's really minor compared to how are we not getting our number one overall pick? You know, a guy who's supposed to be a generational talent and we can't get him 15 minutes of ice time with Panarin, Hedl, and Kako not in the lineup. I mean... Maybe maybe he's injured. Maybe inexcusable. We don't know. It's inexcusable. No, he's <laughs> not injured. It's inexcusable. Maybe there's something wrong. 
Maybe he's maybe he doesn't want the ice time. <laughs> so I look. I ho- hopefully when Quinn looks back on tonight and and can look at it like, wow, I I didn't even get him fifteen minutes. I got to find a way to get him more ice time. Again, in a game that had a lot of special teams play. So if he is asked that question, I guarantee you that's his answer. That's his excuse um, for not getting him more ice time is that he doesn't play PK and he's on the second power play. You know what? If that's the case, then you got to bump him up. You got to bump him up on the top power play. Yeah, you're right. I think this would have been the game that that – that you would have used them in those situations. Yeah, because who cares? Who cares exactly. if you take Blackwell off the first power? But who cares? What, what, you know, so what? Maybe you would have scored with Blackwell on there, but having Lafreniere on there, you didn't? Who can, they, This team is obviously not going anywhere this year. So who cares? Get Lafreniere the pa- top power play minutes and get him going. There's nothing more important than that right now. Nothing. I and that's where I think everybody, you know, again, the, the rest of it, the inconsistencies tonight, even the too many men on the ice, look, that happens. I mean, it's happened a lot under the Quinn regime. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, that is minor compared to what's going on with Lafreniere. And I wouldn't say a thing about it if those other guys were in the lineup. I wouldn't because I, I think that he's fine second, third line um, because there's a lot of talent on this team. And uh, but when that talent's not in the lineup, he's got to replace it. And that that's the bottom line. And, you know, that's that's where we're at. Yeah, it, no, there's no doubt about it. It's it's puzz, it's puzzling. I don't you know, I, I I don't think I just needed this game to be questioning Quinn and, and how they're using Laffy, uh, you know, this season, you know, especially this was again. it for me, though. Tonight was me seeing it really again because those guys weren't in the lineup. I've been OK since, but. But I agree. I mean, look, it's not it's not like Quinn has ever leaned on him before this where he's like, you know what? This game, I thought he played well last game. Let, let's let's increase his minutes. Let's get him on the top half. I mean, he hasn't. He hasn't even tried it this year, which, look, I, I could and I make the excuses every week. They, they're trying to be patient. They're this and that, blah, blah, blah. And, and I can convince myself <laughs> that that is the reasoning. But tonight I can't. Tonight, there's no excuses. All right. Bravo. Bravo, Mr. Deloitte. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome to the See, other can, side. Welcome to have, the other side, buddy. <laughs> I can have uh, an honest uh, conversation <laughs> about this. Uh, I'm not a complete Quinn Homer here. so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, look, all very interesting stuff going on with this team, the franchise. Uh, obviously, uh, you know what happened to Panarin. I mean, bottom line is, like I said, you know, Panarin could have been hurt along with the guys in COVID protocol, along with Truba being hurt too as well too. I mean, you know, you're we, we talked about this last week too. You have to adjust. You have to put the guys in, the guys that are on the roster, the guys that are on the taxi squad. You know, Jack Johnson, drink one way or the other. He's in this lineup. He was signed for a deal. He's he's part of this franchise. And, you know, I mean, Quinn had to use him tonight. He, he used him a lot. Um, and these other guys got put into these situations um, that they're not regularly in. And I, I get it as far as the, de- the you know the defense is really just depleted right now, and the guys are just doing the best that they can. Um, but again, what I don't like though, Paulie, with all the stuff that you're saying, and I don't mean to cut you off, but you know yes, me, you do, I enjoy okay. cutting. I'm used I enjoy to it by cutting now you after off. Two it's, years. It's, <laughs> it's it's the favorite part. It's besides the ad reads. It's my second favorite 
part of, of our podcast is me cutting you off. But, you know, I, I think this is where when you look at these guys going down again, you, you're losing, you know, these top five guys. You have Kako, Panarin, Hito, which could literally be a, your number one line if you wanted to, the way Hito was playing before he went down. And then your top pair of defensemen. You know, I don't think you necessarily just have to say, well, Jack Johnson is next. So put him in like, or Brzezinski is the guy we're, we're bringing up because I, I actually, I don't even know the reason why. Like, why are they not bringing up Roy Nannan, who is starting the AHL season on fire point-wise? Like, why are they not bringing up Barron? And again, I know they're trying to be patient with all this, but these are strange circumstances that we're dealing with now where you're losing these five guys. Like, how about giving those two guys a chance? Because what is there to lose? What's the negative of these guys coming up for the next couple of games and getting some NHL experience ahead of Hayek? or Potato, or Jack Johnson, or even Brendan Smith, who I said played well. Like, why are, why, are, why is Roy Nannan not up here playing? He's probably better than all three of, all four of those guys. Are there and then any, Barron Are there any well. restrictions on him coming up? No, why would there be? It's calling a guy up from the AHL. I, I, and maybe you're right, and, and I'm completely missing something, but... How can you not recall a guy from the AHL? Should be able to do that. So I, I'm I'm just lost, and and that's a to me a criticism of Gordon and JD. Like I understand you want to pre you pe- preaching patience, but when you're losing these top five guys, and these are offensive scoring top level skill guys. And you're just going to say, well, I'm just going to bring in Jack Johnson to fill in in the space or Brzezinski to fill in the space. You know, I mean, that's a, a bit frustrating on my end to go along with the Lafreniere ice time is you have these young, talented guys in the AHL and they're playing well. So why don't you give them a little bit of a reward? Hey, come on up here. You have a couple of games here. Let's see how you do. And, and down the road, they're probably going to be better for it. Again, you have an opening to do it. There's an excuse for you to push aside the patient's mindset, which I have no problem with. But when you have a circumstance like this, I think you should take advantage of it and get these guys some NHL experience. And I think, I, I think it's a legitimate criticism on J.D. and Gordon, who, again, are two other guys they don't normally criticize. But I think they should take a hit here. And this is only one game, but I don't hear that that there's any plan to bring those two guys up. In the meanwhile, well, Panarin's going to be out for, it sounds like, two weeks. I don't know how long Kako's going to be on the, the COVID, in the COVID protocol. Hedo's going to be out at least a couple more weeks. Like, where is Barron? Get this guy up here. And so we don't have to play Rooney 17 minutes 
Because Barron can take faceoffs. He plays center ice. Get him some minutes, which may open up more ice time for Lafreniere as well. It's 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 baffling the way that they're going about this when you're losing top players like this. Lean on your young guys. This is what this is what we've drafted them for, traded for them, gotten these high draft picks. Let's go. Man, you are late to the party, dude. <laughs> you're, Again, you're too much. I mean, I'm listening I, I'm to you. Not, I'm writing notes down there. I'm writing notes. I'm like, oh, I said that in episode six. I, oh, I yeah, said but, that in episode. But you're, oh, oh, no. it, <laughs> but you're saying it with a full lineup. Like, I'm okay with a full compliment. No, it's it's yeah, of but our yeah, KD. This is also in in the scope of this. This is Quinn's job here. This is development of the players. Uh, this is the rebuild. This is a 56 game compact season this is a team that hasn't is only now you know the team hasn't had to shut down for COVID polls like other teams had you know this is a there's a whole lot of stuff going on here you know I mean you're you're railing off you know a lot of stuff that you can't get the answers to and everybody's you know everybody that's been on the side that's been leaning towards them maybe Quinn isn't the guy for this team you know these these are the troubling questions. Now, granted, with JD and Gordon, who knows? You know they won two in a row. They beat the Flyers. They beat the Caps. And then you know who knows? JD and Gordon might be in a plane of Russian right now. We don't know because of everything else has happened. So as far as an organization and what happened in the, the three or four days leading up to tonight's game, let's give them a pass for the sake of the why this guy wasn't pulled up, or maybe there's some restrictions, or maybe there has to. Be something to do with the games guys come up with and, and thinking about guys coming back. I don't know. I don't know how it works or why. Okay, but as far as the guys that are in the lineup right now and getting back to our number one draft pick, who comes here in high regards, big deal. Comes like I said, he, this guy's an experienced kid. I don't even understand prior to tonight's game why he wasn't getting more ice time than certain players on this team already. And especially in a rebuild or a gimme year that we've talked about, in a year of patience and everything, and a year of what the hell. Let the let the kid out there and play. Let's find out. Give Capo more minutes. Let's, you know, he was starting to to benefit from that. You know, I don't I don't have the answers. All I can say is is what I said before the you know, the the these three games. I said I think that Quinn's got six games here. And he started out good, and I'll give him a pass tonight because his lineup was basically blown to bits. But on Friday, hopefully he can make adjustments again with what he has. They played they played good against the Flyers and the Caps last week. It's good stuff. I mean, I really liked the game against the Caps on Saturday, too. I thought it was just a really good effort. And now they lose tonight, and yes, there's a lot of questions. There's no doubt about it, and they're valid questions. Why are these decisions being made? And if it's it's J.D. and Gordon, and if they're not going to report it, and if we're not going to get the guys who are credentialed after the game, ask these guys the questions. And I think that's something that me and you and everybody else that's puzzled by this, we got to follow these press conferences you know, after the game and find out if those questions are being answered. And if they are getting, uh, find out if those questions are being asked. And if they are asked, are we getting concrete answers back? Or should all of us just go to hell and just deal with what what kind of team we have right now? This is the kind of coach. These are the kind of quirky decisions he either makes or doesn't make. He he puts more ice time on on guys that just really showed up on this team this year. Weren't really part of this team last year at all. 
logging a lot of ice time. And again, yeah, we love Blackwell. He's great. I love Runes. I think he's a great addition to this team as well, too. But your number one draft pick, who comes with all those skills? I mean, I, I don't understand it. So anyway, we we chalk up tonight's game, and we see what happens, you know, on Friday. And who knows? Maybe they come back and they win. I mean, Kreider scored three goals tonight. You know, what about Shesty? I mean, he played well, too. A little shaky. You know, you said earlier, like I said, maybe they, they, they could have won this game. So if that's in the scope that they could have won this game tonight, outside of Laffy's situation here in terms of him getting ice time and us getting to see him, the broader wide angle here about where this team was, you know, three games ago and as far as where Quinn's status with this team, that's still, you know... That's still out for discussion, I think. What the and, hell is going on here? I'm doom and gloom and you're Mr. Positive? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> it's not that, man. Look, I've been, I'm pretty steady with this. I'm, I like Quinn, but I'm. Steady with your doom and gloom? It's not doom and gloom. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, look, I said Quinn's got six games. We're three in. So these next three games for me, we'll see what happens, and I'll make my adjustments. And I'll, by the way, listen, by the way, listen to me saying six, adjustments. Yeah, he has, my assessments that he has six games is just an insane statement. <laughs> I don't way. think so. No, uh, yeah. because if he had a lost the two games last week no. and they won a three game losing streak, I he think he's, lost, he's he's almost. I that's my opinion. I think he's going to he lose his job. Lost those. He could have lost the next six games ten nothing, and he'd still would have been behind. I the disagree. Match. I disagree. Ten nothing. No, because because all the stuff that you're upset about tonight gets compounded even more. Yeah. I I think he had the year no matter what. I I do. Um, but I I agree. <laughs> Claude with Julian and Kirk Muller thought he had the year too. They're gone. Yeah, they were they completely different apples. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I, I, I did look up something quick. The Rangers, as far as Barron goes, they could have called him up, but because the Rangers are, are up against the cap, they would have had to make, like, other moves. So there was a cap restriction thing with him probably as well. There you go. Is probably one of the reasons they didn't bring him up. So I'll, I'll pull back a little bit on my critique oh, that's there. That's nice but- of you, KD. Yeah, you like that, right? But I, they probably still could have brought up Runanin because I don't think he has the same size contract as Baron. But I digress. But I, I do think I, what I really like what the team is doing, and and I talked about this at the end of our last show because we were discussing how uh, the Rangers have had a had a lack of offense, and and what they needed to do was start crashing the net. I mean, Kreider's has four goals in the last two games and all four of them were literally a foot <laughs> away from the goal. I mean, he's literally in the goal mouth. He's in the crease on his last four goals, three rebound goals. And, uh, the, the sweet goal he had tonight off his skate to his stick. His skate was actually behind the goal line, kicked it out in front and stuffed it home. So, you know, you had those Four goals right in front. Blackwell had a nice tip-in goal um, two games ago against the Flyers. So Lafreniere had a nice goal in front where Panarin threw it in front. He had sweet hands in front. Got it, made the move right in front and scored. So 
I like what they've been doing offensively. They've been going to the net. They've been getting pucks to the net. Tonight, I thought they had got a ton of pucks to the net. Lots of high-quality chances. Look, there were times that they definitely overpassed, and they needed to get even more shots to the net, and and Strom was guilty of it. Buchnevich was guilty of it in the final minute, he had final seconds. He should have thrown the puck to the net, didn't. Ends up being a turnover. But I think more in the last three games than they had the prior, you know, five or six, they're going to the net. There's more pucks to the net. You know, there's more chaos in front. You know, chaos, that, that's your big word. Yeah, baby. Um, with this team. Unfortunately, it's more chaos off the ice than on it. But, you know, that is what I'm seeing, which I like which I'm happy about these last three games. And it, and it's and it's showing in the standings. You beat the Flyers. You beat the Capitals. You have a game where you probably should have won tonight or could have won tonight despite a depleted. And the Flyers had a depleted lineup, too. They still have a number of guys out with COVID as well or on pro, COVID protocol as well. Um, but, you know, the, the Rangers were in position to win this game tonight. Because they were going to the net, getting pucks to the net, and that's something they, they hadn't been doing. So hopefully they learned from this. That sure, this is a, a highly skilled team, but you still, you know, you still gotta muck it up a little bit there. You still gotta go to the dirty areas and make make some plays. I was I was encouraged with Zabinajad's game tonight. He looked a lot more confident in his game tonight. Um he had some nice one timers on the power play, set Kreider up twice. So, you know, I think that this team, despite everything going on off the ice and and missing a lot of guys out of the lineup and, and my issues with, with Quinn tonight and, and, like you mentioned, Lafreniere's ice time, I still think they're, they're, they're moving in a positive direction these last three games. After that debacle of a Devils game where, you know, everybody was losing their minds, including saying that Quinn only had six games left. You know, easy, easy, cowboy. <laughs> All right. They should have lost that game to the Devils. OK, <laughs> Devils hadn't played hockey in six months. It was a bad loss. I said I said that at the time. But I think since then, whatever it was, whatever Quinn has decided to say to the team or if the guys just decided to look in the mirror, or, you know, seeing that you have these top players out of the lineup, you know, they feel as though they need to step up, you know, guys like Kreider. Again, Zabinishad, you have Blackwell, Rooney. You know, these guys are, are really stepping up their games. Fox, obviously, is just, he's just amazing. I mean, this guy, if he keeps this up, I mean, he's going to be in the running for a Norris Trophy this year. I mean, he's been that good. So, you know, this, despite my troubles with maybe some of the lineup decisions, whether it's Lafreniere or maybe not recalling somebody or bringing somebody up from the HL to help on defense, especially, you know, there's still, it seems as though they're starting to play more of the right way, you know, in the way that we want to see it, especially if you're not scoring, if you're having trouble scoring, their shooting percentages at the bottom of the league, you know, you got to go to the goal. You got to look for rebounds. And uh, that's what Kreider has been doing. And, and, you know, look, look at what's happened. Four goals in two games. You know, I think everybody on the bench should take notice of that game plan from Kreider and, and, and follow in suit. 
Well, he took advantage of his extra ice time tonight, no doubt about it. And he, he, he you know, but I mean, I think a lot of people would turn around to Kreider and say, hey, you know, you're a little late to the party as far as contributing offensively. I mean, come on. He just really hasn't been there. He hasn't been that guy. He hasn't. He hasn't. You know? No, so, you know, so there's there's a lot of, uh, you know, the seesaw is, is up and down, you know, every week with this team as far as imbalance and certain guys showing up, certain yep. guys night. Not, and the team hasn't been able to really put anything together cohesively uh, as a stretch run here. And yes, I think you're you, starting to see. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> see what I deal it's with. It's so folks? bad. It's so bad. Next week, it's the so show bad. will be called "Go Kevin Delory Go." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I lost my train of thought. I guess what I was trying to say with the seesaw and the imbalance there. And, you know, you have guys not being able to get together cohesively on more than a two, three, four-game stretch here. You know, with a decent amount of rest in between here. And that gets back to to the system behind the bench. So, and that's why I say something crazy like, I think he's got six games <laughs> after losing that game to the Devils. And I still yeah. believe that. With back-to-back games here against Boston and then Buffalo – before they start hanging out with the Devils again, again for a couple of games. Now, like I said, you know, Quinn might get a little, a couple extra games here now because of what's going on off the ice. And the fact that, and I will give him that. He's not running his full, you can't really, you know, fully critique the guy because he doesn't have his full, you know, set of players out there. So he can't really run whatever system he has. He can't really run it at 100% because he doesn't have all the right pieces in there. So in the meantime, this is another learning process in the process of a young third-year coach and a rebuilding team is how does he, um, you know, adjust to these challenges that lie ahead of him? And yeah, where, I, where does he use the players that he should be using or at least who we think should be getting more ice time or should play a little more above or ahead of other guys? And again, to what you said, why can't certain guys come up? You might see those guys come up in the next few games. But we, we, it's it's still a wait and see thing, and I think that's ultimately what's frustrating for all of us as fans right now, is because there's still something that's just just not right. There's it, it's just something we can't put our fingers on, and we can't get the answers to yet. And it's even it's even harder to do that, KD, with stuff like what happened with Tony D. Right? So we talked about it last week. Even for all his off ice crap that they had to deal with, man, could they use him now? Could they use him now? Absolutely in this lineup to help them out with a bunch of things, you know, and now this thing with Panarin and him being out and it seemed like there was a little, you know, there was a flow. There was some great stuff going on in that game against Washington on Saturday. So yeah, pull back a little bit. I'll do it too. Now, maybe I give Quinn a couple more games, but I still think, like I said, uh, even what he does with this team that he has now over the next three games, um, is going to be magnified a little more. And that's just my opinion. And I think, you know, unfortunately there is. There's a lot of fans out there who just, I think out of frustration, Kevin, because like I said, the things that you're frustrated with tonight that brings you to the other side there with people leaning towards whether or not Quinn is not the right, is, is the right guy for this team right now, it's, it's, it's things like what happened tonight, and, and, and especially when we have these uh, very talented assets on the team that just don't seem to be getting... Uh, the opportunity, and again, no disrespect to guys like Rooney and Blackwell. And if guys earn their keep and they earn their time through their playing stuff, that's hockey and that's the way it goes. 
but this is what other things that we'll be watching while everything off the ice repairs itself. Yeah, and I think you're getting a mixed bag from Quinn as well because, you know, we are saying that the last three games, it seems as though they, they ha- are or have begun to turn things around a bit where you said they had some some good cohesiveness in that Washington game. They had the nice win in, in Philly uh, the game before that. And, you know, by and large, I thought, you know, Looking at the, you know, the lineup that they had tonight, they played hard. Yeah, they made mistakes, but that's going to happen when you have lesser talent out there. So as long as they're playing hard, like I said, it was an entertaining game, a lot of offensive opportunities. So I, I think it's also a spot for Quinn to maybe regain some of the fans trust here if they're able to come away with some wins here in the next couple of games with this depleted lineup, or at least be competitive in this game where you're like, Oh, these guys really were playing hard and, and almost pulled these games out despite not having all these guys in the lineup. So, and, and you hope that these other issues, you know, Quinn looks at and, and really says like, I need in, in this, situation we're in I really need to find a way to get Lafreniere more ice time there's just no excuses for me not to do that so I think there is good and bad with it's not all bad I mean I'm going to criticize him you know when I think something is is wrong here and and to me that is it I mean he's got to find a way with Lafreniere but at the same time you know I I really like the way that this team has played the last three games I think that they've bounced back from that devil's loss like they've done the the other um, couple of times, and, and we discussed this the last show. I said the two other games they they bounced back on that the opening night against the Islanders and that game against Buffalo when they went on a nice little four game run afterwards. So, you know, this team is shown to be resilient um, with Quinn at the helm. So, you know, you, you hope that they can can keep that going. It's just finding more of that consistency, which is which is really going to be difficult to have again when you don't have D'Angelo because of the drama that went on. You don't have Panarin because of the Rangers, a Ranger player is somehow caught up in some Russian espionage. You know, I can't believe we're mentioning this. We'll get to it. And you have players out in COVID protocol and, you know, you're dealing with the pandemic. I mean, it really is just insane with this team and look, every team is dealing with COVID and the pandemic, but just these other situations is is really just something that not many organizations in any sport have to deal with. I mean, when you're when you're dealing with a player that is is essentially, you know, has the leader, you know, the president of Russia. <laughs> Coming after them, I mean, you know, the only other player who's ever had that was the guy who was uh, on the Knicks. Who is that? Uh, a neat. Uh, what was that guy's name? Cantor. Cantor, uh, who was on the Knicks, who had uh, I forgot what country he had the issue with, but he had the the whole political where uh, the leaders of that country were coming after him. So, you know, just to have this happening to the Rangers, you know, on top of dealing with the whole D'Angelo fallout, is is just insanity chaos even yes 
chaos and insanity. And and one of the you know there's a there's another rumor here that uh, the reason Putin might be hitting Panarin is because um, he won't give him back his manscaped. Uh, <laughs> he won't give him back his manscaped grooming kit. And uh, I think it's a good time right now to to talk about Manscaped, and they are a sponsor of the Go Rangers Radio program here. So um, they are the best in below the waist grooming for men. Okay, that's just for guys here. So we're going to stick with this. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. All right. So uh, you know if if uh, you've got a situation, Katie's been talking about situations. The place where you don't want to have a situation is downstairs around you know. Your privates down there. So, you know, what you want to do is you want to get Manscaped. And we got a great deal for our listeners here at Go Rangers Radio, okay? And to help you out with your situation, Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer, okay? It's uh, the engineering team there has perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. It's the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming. Accidents. So you don't want to use broken beer bottle glasses like KD used to use before he got into Manscaped. You want to use the Lawnmower 3.0, okay? This is premium stuff, all right? The battery in this thing will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. So for you guys who like to hang out and, and burn all the hot water for everybody else in the household, you got 90 minutes on this thing for you. It's waterproof, again, so you can take it in the shower and have a great time in there. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming, which has also helped KD out a lot because he likes to groom in the dark. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 uh, RPM motor with quiet stroke technology, trademarked. And let's not forget about the charging stand. KD, tell everybody about the charging stand. Uh, party starter. <laughs> Conversation piece. If you're going to have people over, you know, you have a couple of uh, friends over, you know, maybe they're a little dull, you know, it's it, party takes a little while to get going. Just pop out that uh, that stand. Forget it. Give them a little demo. Oh, uh, we don't encourage that. But you can show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you are listening to us right now talk about this, we want you guys to experience this firsthand for yourself. So let's all get that bush-to-tush clean. So if you're a Go Rangers Radio listener, you get 20% off and free shipping if you go to manscaped.com and use the code or codes GORANGERSGO or GORANGERS. Once again, 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com using the GORANGERSGO or GORANGERS code. Come on, guys. Make your testies their besties. And one last time, get 20% off and free shipping with the code Go Rangers or Go Rangers Go and at manscaped.com. And you know what? Not only do they have the lawnmower and the kits, they got tons of stuff at Manscaped. There's deodorants, there's shavers, there's creams, um, there's there's like undergarments and all kinds of stuff that you can get at Manscaped. It's really cool. It's all upscale stuff, high quality material. So please visit our sponsors at Manscaped. Use the code GORANGERS or GORANGERS GO. Get 20% off your order and get free shipping, which is super cool in these expensive times. And while you're doing that, also think of our friends over at Hewlett House of Tires. I don't know how you can think of tires and getting your car fixed while you're manscaping, but it's something we try and mix together here at Go Rangers Radio. Hewlett House of Tires is located at 1740 Rockaway Avenue in Hewlett, New York. So for everybody, our listeners in the South Shore, Nassau County area, this one is for you. Go to Hewlett House 
www.ofdeathofdeathofdeathofdeathofdeathofdeathofdeathofdeathofdeathofdeathofdeathofdeathofdeathofdeathofdeathofdeathofdeathofdeathofdeathofdeathofdeathofdeathofdeathofdeathof
you know, taking a, a leave of absence here. He's probably concerned about his family that he has back in Russia. God knows what, you know, Putin can do. I mean, this country is known for poisoning, you know, people, killing people. So, you know, for whatever the reasons are, political motivations that they have. So, you know, I'm sure he's trying to just get in touch with his family, make sure everything's okay, maybe get them out of there if he has to. I mean, I don't know if it's going to get to that point, but, you know, I don't blame the guy for, you know, there's a lot more important things in life than than hockey um, and the Rangers rebuild. So, um, <laughs> really? You know, really, Kevin? After all so, this, you know, our, you know, I, I'm sure I speak for both of us, you know, our thoughts are with him and his family that, you know, that this is really the worst of it, that it's just some, you know, ridiculous allegations by this former coach trying to get in good with Putin uh, so we can get back, get a job, <laughs> get back in, into the KHL and, and that's it. And, you know, Panera can go on with his life. Um, but yeah, it's just a, a bizarre another bizarre twist their turn to the season for the Rangers and, and, you know, everything else that's been going on. I mean, we started this podcast, you know, what a year and a half ago, two years ago, and to talk about the Rangers and, you know, we've been talking about everything, but the Rangers for, you know, however long now, you know, it's probably almost a year that we started talking about the pandemic and, um, you know, whether it's that it's uh, dealing with Lundquist and he has heart surgery and, uh, you had the issue with Keandre Miller on the Zoom meet where, you know. Um... Hey, speaking of that, hey, speaking of that. Yes. Um, because we had the discussion here about, you know, Twitter and, and, and maybe just do a little dab on this, uh, you know, because a couple of fans did point out that the Rangers were very, very quick to post a response to the Panarin issue. But, you know, as far as Hank and uh, and Cam's issues, there was not uh, not as quick a reply or a statement from the from the team. I I think it would be it would not be cool if me and you didn't at least not bring that up tonight and discuss that a little bit in terms of where you um, feel the reasons for doing something quick on one things and doing something on the other. Now I know you brought up you know the health thing with Hank. They wanted to speak to him first to give him a couple of days and so on. Uh, they were very late to the party with. Um, not that it's a party, I don't want to make light of it, but they were very light to uh, making any sort of an announcement with what happened to Cam online uh, with the interview. And then, you know, this thing comes around with, uh, and then, you know, I, I, I can't exactly remember. Tony D, they kind of was a little different, but they, they kind of did that themselves personally in terms of making a statement, um, you know, at a press conference. But they were pretty quick to, to post uh, a thing about the Panarin incident. So what's your take on that? Yeah, I, I think each incident is is different and has their own complications involved with, with all of them. I mean, it's starting with the Keandre, you know, racist comments towards him on the Zoom meet. I think that they probably wanted to talk to him, make sure he was OK after that first. They didn't want to just come out with something. I also think in, in today's climate. Um, and, and political climate, you know, race relations climate that that this country is in right now. They wanted to be real careful with what they said. I'm sure they probably conferred with a, with a number of people on on it as well. So I think that they had to be a little bit delicate there. Um, 
again with the, with the Lundqvist thing you mentioned it I, I think it was more that they just wanted to check in with him first you know their priority there was was to see how he was doing uh, a, a uh, former player who is literally the has literally been the face of the franchise for the last you know 15 plus years so them reaching out to him was more important than getting a, a statement out on social media so I think that that's why that probably took a little bit longer and then with this with this situation, I, I think that it's real easy to come out there and, and say uh, derogatory and, and, and uh, uh, anti-Russian <laughs> sentiments. So I think that they're going to stand behind their player there. I think it, it, just piecing it together was pretty it was real easy to see what was going on here. Um, and, and I, so I think it was a little bit easier for the Rangers to come out quickly with a statement. Having said that, it was a strong statement. I mean, that they would, would come out that hard, you know, against a foreign leader, um, a foreign country, um, and, and everything that was going on. So, yeah, I mean, based on their prior statements you know especially with the Keandre and and everything that went on with with D'Angelo where they you know don't seem as though they're very forceful with their statements on this they were so you know why they decided to do that now again maybe it's easier to do that when you're talking about Russia um and and you know they're not you're not going to get much pushback from fans on this one um, than you would if maybe you didn't say the right thing um, when it came to the Keandre Miller issue. So I, I think that that probably has a lot to do with it. And everybody thinks it's, you know, just put out a statement, it's easy. But, you know, sometimes it's not. Um, you don't know, you, you just don't know sometimes what's going on behind the scenes, um, whether the player is asking them to hold the, the, the statement back or the organization feels as though, they need to take a little longer in, in, in creating the, the statement and, and cultivating the statement to make sure it's, it's put out there properly. Well said, Mr. Kevin Mallory. <laughs> I mean, I can sit here and come up with conspiracy theories. No, you know, we don't, like, no, no, we don't. Want you know, like, no, you. you know, a, a lot of people on social media do. No, please don't. But, you know, I mean, that's, that you know, the reality of, of what goes into, you know, these statements. Yes, very much so. But it was, you know, it's something I think we definitely need to discuss here. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's something that's out there, for sure. Look, if it is proved that it was a Putin hit, then I think we changed the name of the Wolfpack to the Wolverines. All right? Like the old 1980s uh, Red Dawn movie, okay? uh, We make a statement. Good movie. Good movie. Great stuff. The Ruskies, the bad Ruskies. We love the Rus. We love the Russian people. And we have some phenomenal Russian Mm. nationals playing for our... Our New York Rangers. So, again, hopefully this thing uh, gets worked out one way or the other. And, again, uh, Panarin's family's uh, safety is the number one concern here. I'm sure that's uh, the priority of the whole entire organization right now. And then when uh, it's all good and safe uh, and he can get back on the ice, there'll be a spot for him because Lafreniere will be on the bench. (laughs) There's plenty of ice time for him because Lafreniere's not getting it. (laughs) Hey, so, look, let's – um. Let's talk about, we might as well, uh, maybe one last item here before we wrap up the show, and that's the uh, the Jack Eichel trade rumors. Uh, you trade know. Lafreniere, he doesn't play. Uh, 
<laughs> Trade him for Eichel. I'm in. And Kako. See, now you you see you're talking my language, man. I like that. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah, interesting. I, I, it's, it's just, I you know, B- Buffalo obviously all the way up north, but they're still a New York hockey team, and that franchise has just seen – uh, a, more misery than anybody. You know, here, here are all of us down here, and we're getting upset about Quinn and this and ice time for this guys. I mean, these guys, you know, rarely see a playoff series, uh, you know, let alone a chance at a, a championship since 1999. So, I mean, um, just the thought of uh, you know so many players kind of going up there and, and giving it a shot, and their rotation of coaches, and um, just the futility of what's going on up there, up in, in Buffalo, and, and the fact that it's like living in Antarctica up there year-round. But um, how, how do you, I guess the only thing we need to ask as far as Jack Eichel is him becoming a New York Ranger. Kevin DeLore, how does that happen? Or what would you do to get him on the team? Or do we need this guy? Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see why he could – be frustrated up there as, as you're mentioning. And, and look, Buffalo is not going to give him away for free. So, I mean, the ring, you know, from all the rumors that you're seeing out there, the conversation starts and ends with Lafreniere or Kako, you know, those, one of those two guys, you know, are going to have to be the major piece going back. Um, look, Eichel is a 24 year old point producing goal scoring center. Like there's no way around it. The guy is awesome. And putting him at the top of our lineup would be absolutely just tremendous. But, you know, are you willing to give up? A huge package was again. I'm assuming Buffalo is going to be looking for to bring him in. Are you willing to give up a a, a chunk? You know, I don't know how large of a chunk, but a chunk of what you've built here over the last you know three years since you put out that letter, where you're giving up you know a a top one of your top top two prospects maybe even another one in that area, and then uh, maybe a first-round pick. You know, I think that Buffalo is going to, you know, whether or not that's what ultimately takes place or what the Rangers are going to offer, you know, they're going to have to give up a large package here, and, and are they willing to do it? And and look, there's there's going to be salary cap, you know, restraints here as well. You know, where the Rangers are going to have to send some, maybe you, maybe you can get them to take a, do you swap out Zabinijad, you know, whose contract is going to be up soon? And, and do you want to pay, you know, give Zabinijad into, I think it's two years, a long-term contract, you know, what, where he's now getting up close to 30 years old, you know, are you going to give him a, how long is that Kreider contract? <laughs> 17 <laughs> years. years. I Not mean, as long so, as uh, Fernando Tatis in San Diego, but it's up there. Yeah, I mean, I think that you may have to get a piece like him going back to Buffalo, which I'm sure that, look, looks at Benajad, despite his struggles this year, is a very talented player. So, you know, maybe there's another way to get it done where you don't have to get him Lafreniere and Kako. Are they, would they somehow be more interested in, in a Eichel for 
you know, Zabinijad, a first-round pick, and a, and a Lundquist. You know, it, would that be enough? You know, I don't know, maybe two first-round picks, you know, uh, where, you're, where you're offering up more picks, a, a, in my opinion, almost, I don't want to say superstar, but a top center in the league, um, along, uh, along with Eichel, um, in Zabinijad, and then you give him maybe a second tier prospect. And Lundqvist is, is a very good prospect. That just goes to show you how talented, you know, our system is right now, where you could say Lundqvist is almost a second tier compared to where Lafreniere Kako is. Um, so maybe you can get him for that. But look, is that what you want to do as the Rangers? Is that part of the rebuild? Is that what you're seeing as a way? Because they're going to need another center. If they're going to make this jump, you know, to a Stanley Cup contender, you know, what are the, where do they see the center position, which will be the biggest decision that they're going to make? Do you think Hedo can be in that top six? And if so, great. He's a young center that we will have here for a long time. And then you're looking, are we going to pay Zabinijad in two years? And if not, then maybe you have to look at bringing in an Eichel and, okay, what could, what are we willing to give up for that? How much of what we've built here and brought in here are we willing to give up for this guy? And, and look, I, I think you never, if you're the Sabres, you're never going to get equal value for Eichel. You're not. So, you know, hopefully maybe you can do a, a, a different deal and get creative and, and make, you know, Zabinijad, the big piece going back and, and give them a couple of draft picks, number one picks, you know, next year and the, the year after. Um, and then a Lundqvist. You know, I don't know what Buffalo's thinking. Yeah, who knows? But I, I think the Rangers, they, they have to dip their toe in the water here if, if, if this is the possibility to get a guy like him. Because, you know, if, if the Sabres are going to be willing to, to trade this guy, there's, you know, other teams that are going to take them. There's no doubt about it. So it's almost like they, they have to at least entertain this and, and try and put something together because, you know, we talk about this year and, and the guys that are signed and skipping ahead of this year and going into the expansion draft and, you know, who's left and, and what the team needs as far as up the middle. And then again, you know, taking what we have now and then advancing forward, um, you know, obviously a guy like Eichel would be just a, a huge, you know, a huge part of, of any team's puzzle right now, but especially this team. And, you know, you look down the middle right now, you know, and as far as wingers are concerned, you know, we might be all right in that in that situation to give up, you know, a guy like Mika, you know, and who knows? I mean, we're not there yet. But I, I think the bottom line is the fact that this is a discussion, the fact that uh, Buffalo might do this, I think the Rangers definitely have to be one of those teams that tries to get him, you know, no matter Well, they also, you're... they also have the pieces to get it done. There's yeah. probably, there aren't that many teams who have the pieces to get it done. They're one, the Kings are another team who, who probably have the young players that Buffalo would be interested. In. Maybe the Blackhawks, uh, again, are teams that, isn't you know, he from I think Boston? The... Isn't, isn't that, is that, isn't that his hometown? I'm sorry, what was that? Yeah, he's he's originally from Massachusetts. Boston would be oh, another, another place, yeah. Yeah. 
So I, I think that the Rangers are always going to be in the the Rangers are, are always in the middle of any trade discussions regarding big time players. But I think especially now, because of all the young talent that they have in the organization, they have the they have the ability to do it if they want to get him. And Buffalo has decided, you know what? Let's go. Into, it's not working with him. So let's maybe go in a different direction. We could bring in a bunch of draft picks. We can get a, a you know, may, again, depending on what the Rangers' thinking is, we can get a a, a, a cornerstone player here in in a Lafreniere or Kako. Now, I I don't know. I don't believe that the Rangers should trade either one of those guys. I I would be vehemently against it. You're not getting ice be- time. You might as well. Yeah, but they're but you know what they're both still you know so young. Eichel, you know they're you know five years younger than Eichel. So you know, do you think in five years, you know, are they going to be as good or if not better? You know, so and that's look. Nobody knows what the future will bring. Nobody knows the answer to those questions. And and look, where is Eichel? And Eichel, to be honest, Eichel only has two goals this year. You know, and I know it's a strange year, and Zabinijad only has two goals too. So, you know, where is he? You know, again, he's 24, which is which is somewhat young. But you know, I think if you look at a lot of the when where to where are players? You know, when they peak, you know, he is at that spot. He is at Eichel is now at that 24, 25 year old spot where a lot of players peak they now, lost don't, mean, don't forget they lost a couple of weeks of games because of covid too that's right you know what you, you are right i forgot they, they haven't played as many games but even still whether you know, i'm not even really talking about his two goals this year i mean most players historically if you look back they are at the top of their game you know where eichel is now that 24 25 26 so you know and then they start gradually, I think Eichel's such a good player, he would maybe gradually go down. He would never be putting up maybe the numbers that he would put up this year and next year. And and if the Rangers are looking long-term, you know, we want to be good for however many years down the road, then you probably are better sticking with Lafreniere and Kako. But we still don't have that center position, which is there's no bigger piece there's no bigger spot on a team winning teams than, than down the middle. So it's a, it's a, that's a huge, huge decision. You've invested all this time in bringing in these type of players, you know, is part of the plan that you're willing to trade some of them. And if you are, and Eichel's out there, then maybe you make it. Yeah. I like, um, Eichel and Taze down the middle, and um, that's the only. We going back to Taves? <laughs> Come on, man. Why we not? don't need that. Why the hell not? We don't need that. Well, you know, again, if Eichel comes here, at least we'll get to see him play. You know, I'm sure yeah. Coach Quinn will give him ice time. Maybe. You know, so. I I think if they do bring in Eichel and say. Zabinishak goes the other way. You have Heedle. I still think you need to bring in somebody else down the middle, too. Of course. A top guy, whoever. Again, I don't know who's going to be available then. Nugent Hopkins. You know, we had, I had that discussion about Sean Monahan. You know, that type of, of guy. 
Um, again, I don't know where you get the cap space, but yeah, well, we're, we're um, jumping too far down the road. This yeah, team I know, has I know. immediate crazy, issues yeah. that it has to handle here. COVID. I, but I think when you when you bring up something like that, it does. It opens up, you know, all these cans of worms. Okay, you bring an Eichel and you trade Zabinijad. Well, you're still sort of almost in the same spot. So we still have to make other moves here. If that's if you're going for it. And you're going to give up some, you know, a Kako to bring in Eichel, you know, you, you better win. <laughs> well, you know, if we, you're going to make that move, you better win. Yeah. No, I hear you. And that's okay. But, you know, we talk about Quinn here and, and, and look, I mean, guys like Mika and, and I know Kreider got his three tonight. Uh, and Stromer's getting a ton of ice time out there, too. I mean... But I thought he had guys, a good game tonight. I thought he had a he made some mistakes and where he needed to get more pucks to the net, but I thought he was dealing tonight. And the guys aren't finishing for him. I mean, he's he's trying to set him up and all that other stuff. But I, I you know, guys, there's you know, we brought this up too. There's there's guys on this team that that really need to, you know, because even the 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 thought of trades, you know, that's going to happen by the the way these guys are are performing on the ice, you know, for this team. So if, let's say if you know, I. I Say Quinn's got six games. How many games does Zibanejad have? You know, if he goes another six, seven games and, and maybe gets one other goal or, you know, if he continues to struggle. is Yeah, maybe, I mean, the problem is you don't have anybody to replace him with. I understand that, point. but I'm saying that might that might get you closer to him being involved with the trade. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Could be. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. You know? Yep. So, but... uh Many lingering questions, but the bottom line is, like I said, you know, you, you take tonight's game, you know, again, we, we talked about it early as far as ice time for Laffy and stuff, and we'll see what happens uh, going back on, on on Friday. Do you know off the top of your head if we're supposed to get anybody back as far as the COVID, COVID protocol I and stuff? I don't know what's going on with uh, with Kako or Miller at this point. No idea. Gotcha. I, I didn't I didn't realize that Kako was even going to be out this long. I thought it was just like a nothing thing, but I, I, I don't even know. Does he have it? I don't know. They're, they're pretty quiet about this stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, this is um, two two games here against Boston. And I know they've got some injuries, too. You know, they played in Tahoe this weekend. Uh, I don't know if McAvoy's back, too, but it'd be interesting to see. Um, what would you think about the uh, the Tahoe game? Well, I know they had some issues there with the first game on Saturday. I mean, God, it was just spectacular to watch and look at. It must have yeah. just been a dream for all those guys to be there and be a part of it. And, um, you know, the the guys, that uh, the beat writers that give them the opportunity to cover it there and stuff. And it was beautiful. I think, unfortunately, if it's dark, it really takes away from the experience. And I know that's what they had the issues with as far as, um, you know, the ice conditions and, and the lighting conditions. So I don't know how they make that work. You know, going down. Well, the, the second road. game was was nice. They they started later in the game, and you got the sunset. I know, but like was, I said, by the time which you was get a to, nice setting. Yeah, but by the time you get to the oh yeah the yeah. third game, it's like they're just they could have been playing anywhere. It didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Because it takes away from that that picturesque part of it. Look, I I commend the NHL for number one putting this season together. Right? Batman's come out and said it. They're not making any money, so they're doing all this. You know. For the fans and for the sport and for the league and obviously so people can work, people who work for the league, work for the teams, the arenas. You know, we're going to have fans back now this weekend here in New York, which is absolutely phenomenal. Um, 
So this is all part of it, you know, hopefully getting back to normal down the road here. So games like Lake Tahoe and, and anything else, I think they'll, they'll, the NHL will adjust. They'll make, I think they definitely got to bring it back there. I mean, I'm, I'm more mad that I haven't gone to Lake Tahoe because it looks beautiful, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> it does. You know, I wonder if this, and, and I don't think it will because the NHL is, is not going to want to, once everybody's back in the stands, yeah, they they're not going to want to do yeah. games without a crowd. Yeah. But I mean, that would really open up just, just amazing scenery. Like if they were to do it like in the middle of central park or something, Yeah, you know, I mean, you could, you could have it just anywhere, um, which would be just amazing. So um, again, that's, they would there, never there's, do that. there's nothing like, see, unfortunately, because of the recent troubles in this country over the last few years, that stuff is long ways out, you know, yeah. for doing anything public like that. I mean, just the security nightmares, and which would be there in normal times. But, you know, the logistics of it and the cost of it. And, again, you, you nail it. Like I said, they got to get people back in the stands. So I think that's just going to be cool. I know the Knicks fans got to see that last night uh, or the night before. Uh, I apologize if it was last night or the night before. But, yeah, I think it was uh, last night. Yeah, so, I mean, um, it's just fun. I think, you know, from all of us here in the Northeast and especially here in New York and Long Island and greater New York, just to the, the opportunity for things to slowly get back to normal, to get the fans back in the building, to hear real voices instead of um, crowd noise, and and we'll see how it happens. And hopefully it goes well, and this will be a protocol for going forward. So, yeah, look, anything the NHL does, I'm, I'm all for it because, like I said, I think all of us need to be thankful for you know, and I don't want to talk billionaires and millionaires and all that stuff, but I mean, for us, it is entertainment. It gives us an opportunity to kind of, you know, cut away from all the madness of this past year, and I think it's great. So it was good stuff. It looks beautiful. They just got to work the kinks out. But I also agree with you too, though, man. I think once they get back to stadiums, and you'll probably, you know, what, KD, when things get back to normal, they'll there'll be twenty stadium shows this year, seventy thousand oh, seat games. Yeah. They got to yeah. make some bank back. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, man. No doubt about it. Well, Bud, is there anything that we left out for you? Uh, anything you want to kind of close the show on? That uh, Yeah. We... You know what I want to close the show on? I, I really do think that we Ranger fans are just absolutely jinxed. Because, you know, we have this whole rebuild going on that we're all excited about. And, you know, last year, you know, we we were – this team was full steam ahead. They were the hottest team in the league. And then the pandemic shuts us down. Then we come back from the shutdown and we're just terrible and we just couldn't come back. And that's fine. There were a couple of other teams that just, you know, they couldn't put it back together and, and, and whatnot. So then we start this season. All right, new season. And we got to deal with, D'Angelo drama. And now we got to deal with Russian espionage. And now it's like, one thing, why, like, why couldn't this just work out for us? Like, we should be watching this young, talented team. We should be in the crowd. We should, we should be in the stands. There's, Kako shouldn't be out in COVID protocol or Keandre. I, I think it's, you know, the hockey gods just aren't going to let the Rangers have this rebuild. Well, poo-poo on us. because I mean, seriously, of... <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Yeah, but you know what, man? I, I mentioned this to a buddy of mine the other day. I said, look, if 
the Rangers, if there was any year for all this chaos to happen, this is the year you want it to happen. Because you you have to feel that whether Quinn's at the helm here, uh, next season, the next two seasons going forward, you know, this team will have a season behind it as far as, you know, all the guys that we're talking about tonight, tonight's game, and the guys coming back in terms of getting ice time. I mean, this stuff will hopefully resolve itself out. You know, Tony D is going to be okay one way or the other. He's already got paid. He's he's rich, and he'll probably end up on a hockey team one way down the road. This whole thing will be here and hopefully going to work out. I get the whole jinx and stuff. Yes, it's been a weird season for us. It's been tough. It's been frustrating to watch. Um, you know, where a lot of us here are just really kind of confused with how our coach is coaching this team. But again, like I said, there's been a lot of different things thrown at them. It's a unique situation. But I will say that if we can make it to the end of this year and have this kind of, you know, low-key attitude that, hey, we, we want the team to win, but we don't expect them to make the playoffs. But if they can get through this season and next year we get back to a full, you know, a full 82-game season and regular crowds and whatever the heck it is or just a regular type uh, of approach going forward and they can look back at this year and if this team can kind of get through it and then hopefully they'll be able to look back at it take all the experience and 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 move forward because I think if something like this happens two years down the road and then these are after trades and free agent signings and everything else you know so it's almost like what you were saying about the vets last year had you know great seasons and you don't expect them to have them this year and that's Kind of definitely holding true, obviously, for uh, for Mika right now. And maybe, you know, and Crides and Strom, we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, if this is the year that they also have a, a terrible year, then let it be this year. And then hopefully this all bounces back next year. And, and let's say uh, Mika makes it through this season, there's no major trades, and there's a pretty darn good chance that the Rangers might just sit on this team and let this year go because of the expansion draft. Uh, because of the the opportunity to to maybe you know trade a guy like Strom here or you know even other guys like Lemieux and, and Georgiev who they just signed for these two year deals to kind of see uh, you know if Shesty takes the lead here uh, takes over the team and and what they could do so this this is the year for this all this crap to happen as far as I'm concerned you know the thing that I'm I'm concerned about though is 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 the young guys on this team and if they're gonna make it under Quinn's system. And again, that is still tough to kind of get a grasp on too, because he's a third year coach. His second year got cut off. His first year was just getting in the, in the place, you know, at the end of it all, whether you don't like Quinn or you like Quinn, can you step back? If he, like I said, if he, if my six games come true and he does get fired or whatever, was it fair? Did he really get a clear on a shot to run this team? Maybe he didn't, you know? So it's, 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 I don't know if it's a jinx year, KD, but it's it's definitely a weird year. But at the end of it all, if they get through it one way or the other, and they're still together and Quinn's still behind the bench, I think this is let let it be this year because this to me is the gimme year. This is the year that you you know you're you're, you're trying to just kind of put what you have here coming out of the COVID pause and and you get the number one draft pick and you get your goalie situation uh, straightened out. You get everybody signed. 
And then, like I said, all this you, you've you've lost the top scoring defenseman and Tony D'Angelo. Now you're losing a guy Panarin, and definitely you don't know when he's going to come back. And you just say, all right, well, look, this it was a nutso year, but we're all still together, and we've still got the rebuild plan. We've got a trajectory. We've got a goal. Uh, everybody's healthy, and then JD and Gorton can kind of manage all manage all the the trade decisions, the signings, and all that other stuff next year. And that's how I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I mean, I was just looking at it from a pure fan perspective, and I just feel as though we've been cheated. You know, of, of why we were cheated of a great stretch run last year, which was going to be phenomenal. Whether they ended up in the playoffs or not, I don't know, but they were the hottest team in the NHL, and we were cheated of where that was going and, and probably just a, a fantastic, you know, March into April, uh, whatever that was going to bring. It was going to be exciting either way. And I, I think we're cheated this year too with, with a, not being able to get into the arenas and, and be, you know, short and schedule. Um, you know, these players may, you know, missing games due to COVID protocol. Well, we're not seeing them out on, on the ice. You know, a guy like Lundquist, you know, didn't come over, you know, and his, his main reasoning was because of the virus. I mean, that was one of his main reasons for not wanting to come over here is he didn't feel safe. And, you know, I mean, we were a mess at that point here in this country. So, you know, it, it's things like that. And again, I'm looking at it from a pure fan perspective, entertainment perspective. Um, I was really excited. You know, I said it a number of times when we first started this podcast that I was Really excited for the climb from the ladder to ultimately raising a cup. You know, I just feel as though we're we're missing out on a lot of that, a lot of you know great moments that again we we missed last spring, and maybe we're we're missing again in this is shortened 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 crazy season here. So yeah, just you know, I, I think it's unfortunate for us as fans that we're. We're missing some of that excitement. So, yeah, look, hopefully it doesn't matter. And, and like you said, next year it it, it it's all comes together anyway and it doesn't matter. But, you know, it, it's a little disappointing, I think. And, and look, in the grand scheme of it all, you know, disappointing. Meanwhile, you know, people are dying from this disease and Panarin's family could be, you know, yeah, you better watch what you're saying, Deloria. I'm going to have to post a statement on the Go Rangers radio <laughs> Twitter account. But, I, you know, it's it's a little, you know, it's a, a bit of a bummer, you know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Of course it is. No, everybody agrees you know, with you, man. It's, it, it's... And, you know, put, I can put it in perspective, but still, yeah. selfishly. We hear you, buddy. We know you're a selfish bastard. We understand. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows it more than me, buddy. <laughs> but, and I'm going to keep interrupting you. You know what? I'm not yeah. going to feel bad about interrupting you anymore. <laughs> All good. Uh, you got a man crush this week? Rangers man crush? Katie man crush? No, I got nothing. No? Not even Kreider for Hattrick? No? Yeah, sure. Kreider no. for Hattrick. Okay, there you go. <laughs> uh, quick shout out from me to the guys from uh, Weebly Blue uh, for my spanking new shiny uh, New York Rangers hat, which I love with the old New York going across the uh, the lid there. It's beautiful. Guys got it to me quick, and I love it. I think it's one of the nicest caps I've ever had in my life, so I love it. Thanks to those guys. And again, as always. Good work. They yes, do they work. do. Get over there, WeeblyBlue.com. Support the guys. Um, thanks, as always, to everybody out there listening and downloading. We appreciate you guys. It's been amazing. 
Uh, thank you so much. Every week we see it. So me and Katie just want to thank you guys uh, for the continued support. Love the chatter on Twitter, uh, keeping us real and just having a good time. So until next week, uh, have a great weekend. Stay safe and healthy. And KD, as always, say goodnight to the folks. Bye, folks. And let's go, Rangers! <laughs>